Hello, Blue Gold Radio listeners. This is Austin May from the Triple Threat Podcast from The Spectator at the UW, at UW-Eau Claire. Got Ellis Williams, managing editor, in the studio with me today. Sports editor Trent Tetzloff is not here today, but we still have a Blue Gold Sports roundup for you. No athlete guest in today. We will have one next week for you. However, we've got an update of uh, where the the winter go- going into spring sports are at, and I'll start with the, uh, the hockey team right now. The UW-Eau Claire men's hockey team dominated UW-Stout in the first conference game of the season last Thursday. The 8th-ranked Blue Golds defeated the Blue Devils 7-0, and junior forward Adam Naukenmoose scored five goals in the record-setting game. Naukenmoose scored three assisted goals and two power play goals while scoring in each of the three periods Thursday. With the strong performance, he now leads the team with 14 goals. Paired with his four assists, he has 18 total points through just 11 games. Goalie Tyler Green recorded his second shutout of the season as his record improves to 4-1-1 this season. The Blue Goals now stand 7-2-2 and lead the conference by one win. They'll face UW-River Falls at 7 p.m. Saturday night at Hobbs Ice Center. The men's basketball team was in action last week. They played Concordia and Northland. They won both games to improve their record of 3-2 and two overall. Versus Concordia, it was an 83-78 win in what Coach Matt Siverling said was an up-tempo game, a game that really challenged the guards and had both teams going up and down the floor. Concordia came into the game averaging um, upwards of 90 points a game. Uh, clearly, Eau Claire was able to keep them below their average and increase their scoring average also. Like I said, it was a fast-paced game that uh, allowed the Blue Goals to get up and down the floor and really take advantage of their bigs down low um, in a mismatch situation. Versus Northland, they won 68-43, and what was a game they really controlled the whole time. Uh, again, really, the size of the Blue Golds this year has been a focal point of their offense with both guard Adam Jelter and Tyson Killeen out of the lineup. Some bigs have had some time to really fill those roles, and going into the season, there was a lot of talk of small ball, and now it looks like uh, out-rebounding out and being bigger than their opponents is what is getting the Blue Golds these victories. George Diekelman was a guy who really... Played well last week, Cyberling said, versus Concordia. He had 21 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. Really stuffing the stat sheet there. Diekelman's a sophomore guard at six foot three who can really do it all for them. Uh, Cyberling said he came back over the summer and really worked on his all-around game to continue to be that all-in-one guard that uh, t- got into the lineup last year around this time. Uh, Diekelman also leads the team in minutes. He played 37 minutes. Uh, versus Concordia, and leads the team with an average of 32 minutes per game. Up next, the Blue Golds will face Buena Vista and Wartburg College, two Iowa schools, as they look to improve on their 3-2 th- and two record. The UW-Eau Claire women's basketball team, uh, by time this airs, will have faced an Iowa school this weekend. <laughs> Check out spectatornews.com for a game update and see how that game went against Wartburg College. Uh, the Blue Golds faced St. Mary's University of Minnesota last Sunday and lost a close one, 73-68. Uh, the so- sophomore center Aaron O'Toole led the team with 18 points and 9 rebounds. Uh, glad to see things happening for her. She's the really the big transfer from the Division I school that the Blue Golds landed this year. Seems to be working out for the team so far. The UW-Eau Claire wrestling team is traveling to lacrosse to compete in the Candlewood Sweet Duels. The wrestling team this year uh, really has a focus on filling their card. It might sound simple, it might sound basic, but a big problem with this wrestling team over the years has been that 
they forfeit matches due to surrender. They don't have the numbers to fill a roster spot. Uh, the new head coach here, Fader, has decided that his main goal is to fill those cards, so they won't be forfeiting matches, and he's done a good job. I believe they're up to 18 wrestlers now. They're able to get everyone out there, and it really is a new culture right now among their wrestling team. So as I said, they travel to lacrosse for their Candlewood Sweet Duels, and uh, it should be exciting action as they look to uh, fill the card and continue to build on this young team. The UW-Eau Claire women's hockey team played two games this weekend by time this airs. Check out spectatornews.com to see how those games went as well. The Blue Golds last played on Tuesday, November 24th and lost 2-1. to The team is 3-4-2 and this season. While that record by itself may not seem extremely impressive, uh, I think both Ellis and I would agree. Uh, major strides from last season and uh, really... Uh, looking good with their new coach that they hired in the off season, and so far, so good for uh, the women's hockey team. Uh, definitely in progress from last year. The UW Eau Claire cross country team is bringing some hardware home on top of their national championship. Uh, Lucy Ramchris was named the 2015 WAC Women's Cross Country Athlete of the Year. She is the first individual in program history to receive the honor and won first place at the conference championship and NCAA Division Three regional. Also, head coach Dan Schwamberger earned his earned a men's cross country head coach of the year honors. He earned this award after, as I said, leading the team to the first their first national championship in program history. Got some games left for all the sports before the end of this semester, but all of these sports will be carrying into the spring semester. That's all we've got for this update this week. I'm Austin May. That was Ellis Williams. Have to thank WUEC 89.7 for the time in the booth. Enjoy the rest of the hour, and check out spectatornews.com if you would like to hear this week's podcast. Welcome back, Triple Threat listeners. You're on to the exclusive content only on spectatornews.com. But this is absolutely the biggest event of the year for us. We've got returning to the studio, the chosen one. He is back. OG as much as you can get. We sent him off on an emotional farewell. And it it was a tough day for both Ellis and myself. But he's back. He's bigger than ever. Nick Erickson, how's it going? It's going going well. Good to be back. Studio. And when we've got our other uh, guest, host technically of the show... He's our official athlete guest. He's back for the second time this year. Joel, how's Appreciate it, going? it, man. Just, you know, washed up B3 athlete. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Got Trent, got Ellis. We're all here. Uh, action-packed show. We're going to fit a lot of stuff in. It's going to be a blast. And we'll just jump into it right away. First thing I want to touch on, uh, Ellis, Joel, uh, both of your careers here with the football team is over or are over, and uh, there are some coaching changes. Your head coach the entire time you've been here let go and within the conference there have also been uh, some coaching changes lacrosse's head coach has been uh, relieved of his duties i guess i kind of want the thoughts from both you guys regarding uh, how how you really feel about all this change and uh how you feel about the team maybe moving forward and your own thoughts about uh, the end of your careers uh yeah i can get started with that i mean obviously the season as players didn't go the way we have anticipated and then um you know just the way the season ended wasn't just you know, just wasn't what we pictured it being for our senior year. Obviously, with our coaches not uh, not being brought back next fall, um, 
you know, things won't get much easier for, or things won't be easy for an incoming coach. Uh, the, the conference is going to be as tough as ever moving forward. You're looking to see Whitewater and Oshkosh playing each other this year, or this, this coming Saturday in the Division Three uh, playoffs. But, um, you know, I think, I think Ellis would agree with me that our experiences were positive with all of the coaches and um, yeah, there's a lot that we'll take away, even though we didn't have the success on the field during our four years. Um, yeah, Joel hit a lot of points there, and uh, to be completely honest, it's kind of a topic that um, I haven't really t- sorted out completely in my head. Um, an emotional time, if you will, you know, no one pictures their uh, career ending the way ours did. The win-loss record speaks for itself, but then to also have your coach exit um, made the situation even more complex. And, uh, yeah, but Joel said a lot of the things that I agree with, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. I didn't see the lacrosse opening happening, and that really changes Eau Claire search, I'm assuming. Um, sports reporter Nick Erickson wrote a piece on that a couple days ago about comparing uh, lacrosse's situation to Eau Claire's and in my opinion honestly I think lacrosse has the upper hand with uh, from a facility standpoint having the things division three athletes are looking for not to throw shade here at Eau Claire I love it here but um, it's no secret that things are behind here facility wise um, and lacrosse is ahead of the game in that aspect and I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they pull more attention from possible candidates of Eau Claire uh, to lacrosse now. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it all shakes up. Yeah, I would say you talk about facilities. One thing I would add is, um, you know, just that things have really come along as a program in the last two or three years since we, uh, uh, since since uh, athletic director Dan Schumacher came to Eau Claire. Uh, things are definitely moving in the right direction. I would, I uh, have a lot of confidence in him being able to find someone that'll uh, get the job done here. I echo that. Yeah, congrats, guys. It was a lot of fun to uh, watch you during these years, and uh, good luck, obviously, with all endeavors following uh, the recording of this podcast. But we'll move on to uh, the professional realm real quick. Uh, General thoughts about the NBA so far. Still, uh, as far as the season goes, it's still in its relative infancy. Uh, Not too many games have been played. still under 20, or 20 per team at least. Uh, What are our thoughts, I guess, general thoughts right now about the association and all things that come with it. I guess first I'll prop up the Bucks for discussion, uh, the state team and uh, some good things, but overall probably more bad things going on than a lot of fans hoped for at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, I guess you were throwing the whole Bucks shade at me, but um, yeah, just have not been uh, very impressed with the Bucks um, after all the hype that was surrounding them coming into this year. I know they're still really young, but I expected more out of their defense Um their um, lanky players being able to block shots, uh, get up and down the court quickly, um, make athletic plays, and I just haven't seen that yet. And I know that's going to take a while, but it just right now I'm not seeing it. Um, I'm I'm sure it's going to come, but it's it's going to take a few few more years. I'm thinking. Um, other than the Bucks, though, outside of it, when I look at the NBA right now, I'm looking at the Spurs and I'm looking at the Warriors. Uh, that Western Conference Finals, um, if it ends up being those two teams, is going to be something to watch. And uh, I know LaMarcus Aldridge adds a lot to that Spurs team. And I know Greg Popovich does a good job of resting his uh, older players like Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili. 
so it'll be interesting to see what uh, what they can do uh, against the Warriors once the Warriors get their head coach and Steve Kerr back and Steph Curry can keep shooting like he does. Uh, a little selfish on my end here. I am I'm a Bucks fan, but when it comes down to it, I'm a bigger Miami Heat fan. I can't shake it now. I tried. I, I even I bought uh, a you know a I'd say not first class ticket, regular passage a passenger level ticket for the hype train this summer for the Bucks. And I think I'm already off. So uh, with that being said, I, w- I want to pose a question to all of you that I saw online uh, just the other day. This question was posed before Kobe racked up 31. But uh, Dwayne Wade, a player that's you know played at a very high level in the NBA for a long time, it, the science has been uh, all over the place for the last year and a half or so that, that he is losing a step uh, every 30 games at a time. And uh, I'm just curious all of your thoughts whether someone like Wade's career would end similar to someone like Tim Duncan, who is still he might not be getting the points he he uh, earned during his prime, but he's still productive out there. Or up until that last game, more like Kobe Bryant, just really hogging the shots still, but really making nothing with them. I think that he'd have done a decent job at drafting with that in mind, thinking that Dwayne Wade's going to eventually have a Kobe moment, and his legs are just not going to be there anymore. I mean, his legs really haven't been there for the last since it seems like his finals run. Uh, whenever year, whatever year that was, oh six. So when he won the finals, Dwayne Wade for the first time. Yep. Um, but I think that he, unlike the Lakers, have kind of understood that their longtime score is not going to be around forever. I mean, they've drafted some pretty high-profile players. Obviously, this year Justice Winslow, who I think has the potential to be a game changer in the NBA, and I think the Lakers are, you know, kind of still making some free agent acquisitions. Roy Hibbert a little a little questionable, certainly, and I think they held on too long that Kobe was still at the level that Steph Curry's at right now or that Kevin Durant's at right now and I think it, it took them longer to realize that no Kobe's not the player that he was when he won us five rings you know five years ago or whatever so the Lakers really are I mean they're three and 15 after a win against the Wizards the other night and it's it's I mean things aren't really looking up in Lakerland right now I think if Dwayne Wade were to suddenly announce his retirement I think the Heat would be in a much better shape because they have a kind of a solid young core group of players and they've made the moves that knowing I think knowing that Wade's not going to play every game they need to win games without him I also think that uh Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant are just mentally made up different uh Dwayne Wade like a Dirk Nowinski or a Tim Duncan doesn't have a issue taking a back seat <clears throat> taking less money uh Kobe's always been the alpha male of the Lakers um most money he's I think has the highest paid contract in the NBA this year but uh, second is Gilbert Arenas, believe it or not. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just think they're mentally made up different. D-Wade will, has no problem taking a backseat and will strike when need be, like Tim Duncan and Dirk have, where Kobe, uh, that just wasn't in his uh, mental capacity to do so. It's not what he wanted, and he clearly has done everything he's wanted in his career. So I think that's a, something we have to make clear that they just, I think they approach the game differently. Any other thoughts or agreement statements? Um, I blame Little B and the Kardashians for the Rockets' uh, huge issues, so that's what's going on in Houston, I think. And what, one little Steph Curry. Mm. It wouldn't be a show if I didn't get my Steph Curry saga it's very true. often. But I think w- what's really cool about Steph Curry this year is that he kind of has – we talked about this, Alice and I talked about this just last night, that it's almost like must-watch TV. You feel like yeah. obligated to turn on the TV every time. He plays just because you almost feel like it's it's like you're watching Michael Jordan in his prime, or it's like you're watching Bill Russell in his prime, and one of those very few players where that's you know that's a real thing. And I think 
something really cool about Steph Curry is that he's not a physical freak in the way he got to the way he is. He's just shooting jump shots. I read a story how one summer at Davidson, he his dad, they just worked on five-foot jump shots to change his form from getting a bit above the head. And, I mean, that's a grueling process. They did that for about a month and, you know, really kind of a self-made guy. Obviously, he's got the family, but you know, he's 6'3", he's 180, a lot of us. I'm 6'3", and one six like 170 so I'm not much smaller than him by any means a lot of you know a lot of people here you know around that size and it kind of makes you a believer that if you work hard enough you can actually accomplish big things and obviously maybe an NBA MVP is is not in your realm of possibilities but maybe if you're you know a JV player as a sophomore in high school and you work hard enough maybe you'll make varsity is just like just kind of on a much smaller level certainly but it's, it's, it's a really cool thing that we're watching this guy who worked and worked and paid his dues and, you know, didn't get a scholarship offer from any big school who is now by far and away the best player in the world. It's a really cool story and it's definitely kind of one that makes sports kind of worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, two quick things I want to touch on with the NBA, too, that I would forgot to mention before. Um, I was really happy to see what Paul George has done so far this year after coming back from his injury with the Pacers. I think the Pacers are currently sitting second in the East, if I'm right. Um, so that's just been a good recovery story for him um, and for the NBA as well um, to get one of their big superstars back. And also, um, as Ellis mentioned a few weeks ago, um, the T-Wolves have really um, st- stepped up as a team that, that really does look like they can be good in um, a few years. And um, I watched a game the other night with my roommates. I'm not the biggest T-Wolves fan, but I'm forced to watch them now and then, unfortunately. But... Uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, otherwise known as Cat, look really good out there. And um, I have to say that I think in a few years that I'm going to have to agree with Ellis that they're going to be a team that's going to be up there battling in the West um, once the teams like the Spurs and um, those kind of guys fall off. So, Joel, you want to get your KG plug in? Or? <laughs> uh, maybe, actually. I'll try to work my way around to it. Uh, we were talking about the Kobe retirement. Um, just really a, a very cool opportunity for fans as he kind of starts his farewell tour around the league. Um, we look back, this just kind of become more and more popular uh, among aging stars. Uh, I remember in middle school, uh, my old man brought me up to the Metrodome. I got to watch Cal Ripken Jr., one of his last games against the Twins. Um, you know, you take a look at the Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, kind of doing their farewell tours around the league, and now it's Kobe's turn just Really, one of the one of those moments that only happens in sports, and as fans, we have to just kind of enjoy it. And you know, who knows when we'll have another tour like this in the future? I mean, you look at a guy like Peyton Manning; maybe he could be hurt. He might not even get his chance. Tom Brady looks like he's going to play forever. <laughs> KG, here we go. I mean, he could be a candidate, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't huge KG KG fans, of which I am not one. Uh, but yeah, you know, maybe maybe the next guy is Tim Duncan. Like you said, he's not he's not a guy in the spotlight, but he's been there for so long, just a staple in the league, and you know he could be the last guy in that kind of category of players. Yeah, that's for sure. I he might be a little young for me to be already dropping his name, but I mean Tony Parker's legs are gonna fail on him pretty pretty soon. I feel like, and he's always been a good shot, but I could see uh, him taking a tour maybe as soon as next season, but. It is sad. You look at the NFL, you look at guys like Steve Smith and Peyton Manning, obviously, is not acknowledged retirement yet, but you have Steve Smith and his giant chip on his shoulder talking about how this isn't a farewell tour. I'm going to go out, I'm going to kick butt, and I'm going to win a bunch of games for my team, and then he goes out with an injury, and so follows uh, the rest of the starters on the offense, it appears. So 
uh, unfortunate on that side of the spectrum. But I'll use that to switch over to the NFL real quick. We've got Packer fans in here, and even if you're not a Packer fan, it's hard not to acknowledge and m- maybe even appreciate uh, what Brett Favre did for the NFL for so many years. Uh, officially had his number retired by the Green Bay Packers during uh, Thanksgiving. Game didn't turn out exactly how Packer fans would have liked it to, but uh, let's just talk about Favre, I guess our thoughts, our memories of him, and um, really any thoughts about the entire process. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I heard uh, people talking before the game. There were the four quarterbacks that have done the greatest uh, that have had the biggest impact on Green Bay Packers' success over their course of history. We're at that game a week ago. Uh, Brett Favre, obviously, Bart Starr, Aaron Rodgers, and, of course, uh, our beloved Jay Cutler, who's had <laughs> such an impact on the Packers' success over the years. Uh, no, back to the point, though. Favre, like I said, what a special moment to have him there and Rodgers and Starr. Um, you know, as a fan, it's just kind of the, 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 the type of scene where you just sit back and watch. Um, I know in my house, everything got quiet, volume got turned up, and we just listened to the crowd. No one was really talking. We just got to listen, and, you know, you feel like you're there in that moment. Didn't that feel a little underwhelming, though, the entire presentation? I kind of, I expected more a little bit. I mean, maybe it's just because I've been waiting for this moment really since he was traded to the Jets, and I knew it was going to happen eventually. I just felt like it was a little underwhelming. I'm glad it happened, and I know the Hall of Fame ceremony will be absolutely fantastic and will make up for whatever this didn't do for me, but I just felt like the entire process, it really kind of felt like it was rushed, and maybe that's because the Packers weren't doing well in the game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it, but it did feel like he was snubbed a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like the ceremony wasn't as much as we had expected because he'd already been kind of um, honored at the field earlier on in the year where he got a, um, a big standing ovation and had more of an emotional speech with the fans, which I, I think I enjoyed that moment a little bit more almost. But seeing that moment when Bart Starr was able to come up and Favre hugged him was, was something that was really special in my mind. And, yeah, I'd have to agree with I think it was kind of rushed rush along uh, because of what the game was like, the weather. Um, you know, it was like a monsoon there last week, and that's just something you can't help. Uh, but overall, it was just a really special deal, and I was really happy to see Favre be able to come back and get the kind of reception that he did. I'm going to have to disagree. I think the only thing that would have made it better were some fireworks and John Cena's music dropping. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, Other than that, I thought it was incredible, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, all I was going to say is this is Brett Favre we're talking about. You know, if we let him stand out on a football field in front of 80,000 people cheering for him, you know, he might think about coming back, and that might have been a worry that the Packers had. You know, they, I did hear he a knows, lot of throw a helmet on fire. Yeah, he like, knows his way around the locker room. You know, you never know. That's a good point. I don't think the NFL is allowed to like lengthen halftime either in a regular season game. So, I mean, 12 minutes is 12 minutes. We don't think about it too much when we're watching, but we're expecting a ceremony, and in terms of being underwhelmed, Austin's Brett Favre isn't exactly a Martin Luther King Jr. orator either. So I don't think... I mean, I think that was genuinely from him, with his speech, but it's not like he was going to say words that were just going to make you put your hand over your heart and say the Pledge of Allegiance, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's Brett Favre, it's who, it's what everybody loves about him. It's just kind of a regular guy from Mississippi who is, has an incredible arm, and that's what we remembered, and I think that's, that, they captured that pretty well in Green Bay. Yeah. Nick, that's I don't a, know if you've ever said more true words in your life than <laughs> that last sentiment. But, yeah, congrats, obviously, to Brett Favre. It'll be very exciting for uh, this summer, as many people assume that he will be a first ballot uh, nominee for the Hall of Fame. I just want to 
I don't want to throw you in a hole here, but if I remember right, you were the one that said you already have your tickets purchased. Got my ticket. <laughs> See, uh, first weekend in August, Canton, Ohio. Still room in the van if you want in. Absolutely amazing. I'm sure that'll be a spectacular time. Definitely something that's on my personal uh, checklist of things to do. You hoping the pack have that Hall of Fame game too? It's, you never know. I mean, <laughs> this figure, like I said, this farewell tour. This this has got to be the very last. I mean, outside of Wrangler Jeans commercials, the last time that I will get to see Favre <laughs> in the public sphere for a while. So you have to hope. You got to take advantage. The Stone Go and Joel's van will be packed. Let me tell you what. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to segue right now into a game that uh, some people in the studio are familiar with, some people aren't familiar with. Uh, Nick, Joel, we've played this game with our uh, guest athletes, and, well, it hasn't went well at all. Uh, we have about one correct answer out of, I believe, seven so far. Yeah. It's attributed it's, to Ellis. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> But we're going to give it a shot right now, essentially. Can, can you turn the screen so they can see it, or I does the turn, monitor not really turn? Trent, I'm going to delegate that task to you. Wait, what pull, am I doing? Pull the screen a little bit. This is the greatest game of all times. So I'm bringing it to Christmas. <laughs> there we go. I'll leave it there. Why do we never play this? Because so, I didn't want to ruin it. You're going to be blown <laughs> away. Since our audience cannot see what we're doing, uh, we're about to play Google Feud, essentially Google's version of Family Feud. Uh, Google will get, after you choose a category, Google will give you a prompt. The prompt is essentially uh, what is typed into a search for a Google search, and you must complete the query based on the top ten results that Google uh, most often has searched. Uh, we need to decide teams that are meant to grab a coin to come in here, but I think we go with uh, Spectator Staff, me and Trent, versus our uh, honorary but also official hosts, Joel and Nick. It's been decided. We shall do it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, well, actually, really, I'm torn. I think as far as home field advantage goes, it should go to Ellison Trent, but we have special guests in today. Not exactly sure who should pick first. Joel and I have never been teammates either, so who knows what's about to be. This could be magic in the making. What's the category will you guys pick? Jordan and Pippen. We'll give it to the the (laughs) special guests. And uh, Nick, Joel, choose the category. Culture, people, names, or questions. Those are our choices. Uh, we try to keep it PC, so maybe stick away from culture. <laughs> uh, let's go with names. I was thinking names, too. Love it. All right, names. The name is Melissa. Melissa. Before we start, I should go over the rules. I'm going to try to treat this essentially Bias like family Love feud. <laughs> uh, what, what's going to happen is there are ten answers on the board. We'll, we'll go ahead and make this a little faster. If you can get six of the ten answers, that's considered a sweep. You'll get all the points that you earn. Jeez. We'll move on to a next round. Have However, we ever gotten anywhere near that? If, actually, no. not, now that I'm thinking about it, once you get three strikes, there won't be any chance for the other right. team to steal. So what we're going to do is essentially give you this category, see we'll how well you category. do, and then the give. Yep, Ellis and Trent the same category. All right, so this is just you guys playing. Let's see it. Glad we don't have this one. I'm gonna go with actress Melissa McCarthy. What a pick! What a pick! Wow. What is that? MCC. Uh, no, I'm gonna Google, uh, Google it. I can pull up on my phone. I like this moderator. You did it, Big C. Oh boy. First guess is Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, it is. Number three on the board. Number three on the board. Warrants 8,000 points. Two more I was, there's one that's that sitting there with me. Melissa. Nick Erickson, you're next. <laughs> mm. 
All I can think of is a substitute teacher I had in high school. <laughs> I, I thought she's on it, unfortunately. There may be a change. High school, high school classmates as well. Uh, Melissa. Uh, Melissa. This is tough. I was thinking Martina McBride, but that's not <laughs> Melissa. Do, do, do. No time limit. I will be cutting down the empty audio for our listeners. But you don't like my filler? Send, oh, Shout you, out. Your, your filler will be there, but some of the other times all I won't have anything. My high school substitute teacher. Let's hear her nice name. Lady. Melissa Stevens. All right, Stevens. It was a Fairly, B or a PH? It was a PH. All right. Her son just got Mel- engaged. Melissa fact. Stevens, newly engaged. Is she on the board? She is not. Unfortunate. Okay, well... Thinking most common nicknames in the United States. I guess this is a worldwide activity, though, too, huh? Mm. Uh, Melissa. Melissa Anderson. Decent guess. It's gotta be spelled this way. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. Stay hot. Eight thousand might right, be your well. only score. Trent and I are gonna mop Let's you guys see. up. You know of a few right I now? Ha- no, I we have don't, one more. We, we, don't ha- we don't have to do this one. We're picking a different category. Ten bucks oh. and it's all yours. <laughs> um, anybody watch the show Scandal? No? I have. You have? So Melly Grant. I think, no, that's not short for her. It's Melissa Grant. Grant. You know what? You can go for it. Why Grant? Not? Why not? We're going to go with the Grant. Melissa Grant. Number one on the board, Melissa. Yep, I Joan Hart. I don't know any Melissa of the question. Gilbert. Do we also get the points for McCarthy weight loss and McCarthy mm-hmm. movies? Also, I did mention Martina McBride, which is on the list. <laughs> As I mentioned, what? this is a 10,000 point difference here. So Joel just weaseling points. Just gonna, just gonna throw it out there. I make the ruse, ruse, ruse. Ruse, ruse. You broke the ruse. You breaking the ruse. Moderating, so I guess that officially gives me. The ruling on this, I won't give you McBride, there. but I'll give you McCarthy. Yeah. That's unfair. Yeah. How do you know how to search weight loss or movies? Yeah, they should get movies and weight loss. Oh, yeah, that's an additional 7,000. That's a 15,000 point round. That's, that's pretty nice good round. for only getting one right. Out of nowhere. Joel right. weaseling himself yeah. points. What's new? All right, well. You should play Katan with this kid. It's Melissa unreal. Joey, do we have to do names yeah. or can we do no. yeah. we, oh, yeah. we have to do names? Whatever oh. they picked. Are we, doing a, are we doing a second category or is this one round? Oh, there are going to be a few rounds. Awesome. All right, All sick. Right, names. See, I bet you we get something like LeBron. <laughs> Saddle up, folks. <laughs> and the name is? Randy Moss. Oh <laughs> Let's go, Moss. Randy Moss is the number two. The greatest of all time. Uh, Randy Orton. Oh, let's go. <laughs> just just to fill in our Moss? audience, uh, through oh. their first two guesses, Randy they have has 20. More. Barack That's Obama good. does. So what else? What? Yeah, Can we they've cleared nineteen thousand uh, points. Randy Johnson. Ooh. This is this is like wow. All right, twenty thousand points uh, cleared. Trent, you're up. Randy. There is a there is a country music singer, but that goes by the last name R- Randy Hauser. Randy Hauser. I don't know how it's. Ex- you gotta give me a spelling. I had one too. You didn't you search McCarthy for them? That is, that's just that's up to the moderator. I did. <laughs> I already know my next one. H O U S E R. There you go. The thought was there. It's. Oh. I'm going with Randy Marsh. <laughs> I knew that was coming up. <laughs> Randy Marsh. 
I am blown away. I am blown away. Do we know any other Randys? Uh, I know one Randy, but I, know, I, I know cannot Randy. say. I got some ideas. I got some, I got some Randys. Well, we already won this round, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's, let's just pick a name and move on to the next category. Uh, or, Smith or something? Like, we got to think of a common last name. I don't think Randy's. Smith. Ooh, I, I have three Randys now. Oh, oh boy. You're killing me. Oh, wow. I just got another one, too. Let's <laughs> just, sure, Randy. Randy. Phillips? <laughs> Phil. Randy. Randy Newman or something like that. Does that sound familiar? Randy. We'll tweet out a picture of how hard Alice is uh, really working to figure this out. Randy. Randy Travis. Yeah, that one. That might actually be it. Oh, it's on. It's a good find. All right, we have plenty of points now. Let's go with yeah. uh, Randy Williams. So sick. Okay. <laughs> about Randy but Randy, Randy Quaid Randy Savage That's, Wait so how many points did we have there Randy Wolf Trying 26. to get that one 26 oh, Randy Wolf The former brewer huh? I was thinking it might be Randy from South one? Park no. uh, Randy Marsh Right right. Alright so where are we Take round Dang. one Trent Ellis Are up by 11,000 points. Oh, all right. Cool. Still have room to come back, though. We're picking However, next <laughs> However, <laughs> yes, round two begins with Ellis and Trent. We Choose want category. questions. Okay. Questions. Yep. Still worth single points. The next round will be worth double. Mm. The last round worth triple. Wow. Oh, man. What all happens right. if you touch a blank? Oh, boy. Careful with this one. Mm. Keep it PG. Do I have to keep it PG? <laughs> I will bleep it out. Right. Because this game is not PC. It's not. What happens if you touch a? <laughs> 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 All right. What kind of things you looking up, Ellis? So, <laughs> you know how, also you know how me and you were playing the game the, the other day in the office. And, I do know. And about three fourths of the questions, the answer there was an answer on each slate that was. Correct. I think I'm gonna go with. What happens if you form. touch a? Not on there. Oh. I'm getting embarrassed right now. These what, are the hardest ones. What happens if you touch a? Think about things stove. you probably shouldn't touch. Ooh. We'll go stove. Wow. Power line, dang it! Top three answers: line. power line, slug, Baby and toad. Rabbit. Wild, Wild lion baby fish with a, a lion star. Fish. Who's ever touched a star? <laughs> A wart. <laughs> wart. Okay. All right. Well, this is a watch well, for wow. for team. That's all right. We had, we had a, we baby re- rabbit and wild baby bunny are both on there. We no. had to regroup. Hey, don't even. McCarthy's on there three <laughs> times. <laughs> and questions for Nick and Joel. Do cats blank? Um, did we have this one the other day? I believe we did. Uh, I'm thinking of a certain Ben Stiller movie. <laughs> uh, Let's hear it. Zoolander? Do cats go to people heaven? Go to like that's the that's the people heaven? I'll be super impressed. It's a fair question. These cats um, go and they die. I'm thinking make milk. Do cats make milk? milk? Also not not good. Do cats This might be a wash? I'm hoping so. Cats. We'll just something like really generic, like. Yeah. Any single verb. Do cats sleep? That's three strikes. Do that cats was going to be my number. I was going to say bars. Cry, see in color. <laughs> Good answer. Near baths. Doing cats. 
do cats, cats eat mice? Whoever Google's that should be arrested. <laughs> All right. I can't disagree. We have we're, to make this one for all the marbles. We're going to go yeah, one more round for like double points. Then we're going to do some pick em, And then, unfortunately, we're going to have to end today's show. But it's going back to Nick and Joel. People or culture? Your choice, Nick. Let's go with people. My best friend is a blank. Yikes. You, you blank these out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Good answer, good answer. <laughs> Not there. Uh, is, uh, psycho. Oh, unfortunate. My best friend is a homosexual. Slash. Oh, yep. Not there. Yeah. Girl, guy, monkey. monkey. A bag? Boy. Robot. Cheerleader shirt. <laughs> Sir, I don't understand. <laughs> we played All right. Well, oh. I'm, I'm excited to get in game two another time, but Trent Ellis, you win by default. Oh, you yeah, have 11,000 more points. What are we going to do with all this money? Mm. Load at the casino. Well, Good game, guys, boys. It, it was a blast. I enjoyed it very much. Time to move on to, well, I'm not even going to talk about it. I'll let Elle take it away. All right. This is our favorite time of the week, every week. Anyways, uh, we got Pick'em, and it's our first time having our live guests here rather than having them phone in their picks. So we got Packers, Detroit Lions tonight. We'll start with Nick. Who you got? Packers, Lions tonight. I still like the pack. I got they're six now at one point. They got to find a groove here eventually. Kind of a do or time, die situation for him. So give me the pack, but it's not going to be pretty to watch. I can tell you that right now. Keep it short and sweet. Go pack, go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep the streak going. Lions fans are going to put the bags back on their heads from their zero win season, and Packers are going to pull it out tonight. This smells like a game that Ellis is going to get a lone pick on because I'm going Packers. Yeah, give me the Lions. Wow. Um, all right. Keeping it in the NFC North, we have Seahawks visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Nick, who you got? Seems like a good time of year for the Seahawks to start peaking. So, give me Seattle. As much as I would like to, I'm going to say shout out to my man Prefer and go with the Vikings here. Let's go. Um, I like my man Pete Carroll and his Seahawks this week. Russell Wilson coming off the best game of his career as far as just overall production goes. Sign me up for the Seahawks, even against that stout Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. Ad- Adrian Peterson is <laughs> going to officially get his name in the MVP race after this one, and the Vikings beat the Seahawks. All right, Chiefs Raiders. We got some some interest in this room on this game. Nick, who you got? We even had. KC, right. baby. Haven't, Chiefs haven't lost since the Royals clinched the pennant, so all all things are well in the land of barbecue. For new <laughs> for new fans to the show, uh, Nick Erickson is our resident Kansas City backer. Yes, sir. Sure is. Hope it's clear now. Well, I got ties to this one. Uh, guy I played high school basketball against is now on the Chiefs practice squad, so I'm expecting him to have a good look. I'm going with <laughs> KC. <laughs> I got to give a shout-out to my uncle down in Kansas City, season ticket holder of the Chiefs. And the Royals, but I can't help them out today. I gotta go with my Raiders. Austin knows why. I'm gonna follow out, uh, follow the trail of shoutouts here. I'm gonna shout out to the animal, the Walrus, because they're powerful and kind of funny looking. Andy Reid's gonna win this game. Oh no! Mm. Oh no! I have no shoutouts. I'm taking the Chiefs after that Am one. Am I the lone Raiders pick this You're week? You're the lone Raider. Oh yes. You and Al Davis's goes. Perfect. All right, as is tradition, we do Sunday, Monday night games. So Colts at Steelers. 
Nick, who you got? Mm. Um, give me the Steelers. Yeah, I'm predicting big days from uh, Heinz Ward and Antoine Randall So I'm going with the Steelers. <laughs> um, well, Charlie Bass. Is it is this game in Pittsburgh? Or? Yep, Pittsburgh. Okay. Oh yeah. In that case, I got to go with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh on this one. It's a sweep. We're all going Pitt. All right, Monday night, Cowboys at the professional Washington football team, or the D.C. Grudens, as some like to call them. Nick, who you got? Oh, man. See, yeah, D.C. media is still really tough on the Redskins, even though they're in first place. But I'll say the Redskins win, and I'll like that. <laughs> uh, you said Cowboys? Yep, Cowboys yeah, at I'm Washington. I'm taking the Cowboys. Just not picking the skins. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I got to go with the skins. They've looked good lately. I declared Dallas was dead a few weeks ago, and yep. one Tony Romo game, doesn't matter. He's gone. They're done. Yeah, the NFC leading, or NFC East leading Washington, D.C. Gruden's are going to fall to the Cowboys, and this NFC East picture will keep looking murky, and it's just a bunch of fun. You like that. All right. That's, that's all I got. Um, <laughs> we signing off? We are signing off. All right. Well, I want to thank... Sports reporter Nick Erickson and QB Joel Newman for their time in the booth, as well as 89.7 WUEC for Austin May, Trent Tetzloff, and Ellis Williams. We are signing off. Have a great fantasy weekend, everyone. And then they're going to stop. Kanye's going to come out, and Kanye's going to do homecoming. I'm coming home again. Why? Do you think about me now and then? Not with Firework. Dude, that's them. Yeah. That's Coldplay in the song. It is? Yeah. The, 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 lead, one, singer. the lead singer. Yeah. Do you think about me now and that then? That would be cool, but I just Firework don't, I just don't see Michigan. Kanye. Whoa! Kanye's going to send You think Kanye would start talking about his uh, presidential candidacy? Exactly. Is it? Uh, drop some presidential knowledge on us. Right, it's so about then. ideas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're the millennials, bro. Oh, my God. We're the millennials, bro.